It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Smitty, Smitty, uh, are we worried about Isaiah Pacheco? I mean, they're talking P.U.P. What did we tell you? What did we tell you the other day? Now, now I may have mentioned yesterday he is on the P.U.P. or he's not on the P.U.P. He's not there. There's being some talk kicked around that Pacheco could land on the P.U.P. That was two days ago. Today, this man came out and told you all, I will absolutely be ready for week one. We're talking about that and more. We got some Brees Hall doubt out there from yesterday's actually landing on the PUP. And now the man's running 23 miles per hour at practice. 23 miles per hour. We're breaking it all down and more. The Fantasy Football Show. Isaiah Pacheco Brees Hall going to the moon show begins right now, boys. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. What is going on, good people? Thank you for tuning in to the Fantasy Football Show live. And we've got a little news to discuss right now on our boy, Isaiah Pacheco, who... People have been petrified, petrified Peters everywhere out there all over the fantasy football landscape, just painting bad pictures about Pacheco and Brees Hall. I got people walking into my, I'm saving this Brees Hall stuff for the 4 p.m. show. Okay, we're kicking the 4 p.m., 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. my time, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're kicking off the 7 p.m. Eastern show tonight, which eventually moves to 8 p.m. on August 1st, as you saw in the intro. Um, <laughs> we got people in, in my comments. One guy, bless his heart. One guy said, Smitty, I told you, I warned you all. This is in my Brees Hall video yesterday that, that clearly mapped out that a lot of knee-jerk reacting Rogers out there, petrified Peters, were going to come out of the woodwork and be like, oh my God, Brees Hall went on the active PUP. What's he out, six games? First of all, the PUP will put him out four games if it was the reserve PUP heading into week one. The active PUP right now is a chess move by teams to say, let's evaluate more players. Let's put him on the PUP. We could take him off at any time tomorrow, the next day, four hours from the moment they put him on. The PUP is nothing. The PUP is nothing. And, and, and it's like we have people come into the live stream yesterday and in the comments and say, Smitty, in my video where I clearly describe no panic is needed, people come in and say, oh, told you, Smitty. To told me what? What'd you tell me? All I told you is go get me a coffee. Go get me a coffee. Brees Hall is going to be absolutely fine. Clocked at 23 miles per hour today. 23 miles per hour. You Brees Hall doubters, you get ready. Get your popcorn ready. It's going to be a long day. That's the 7 p.m. show tonight. Brees Hall, 23 mile per hour, Brees Hall. Eight foot tall, running 30... Uh, 23 miles per hour. He's eight foot tall. He's eight foot tall. Reese Hall is eight foot tall. 
He will always answer the mother freaking call. Okay, let's not Don't get too much into that because that's going to be the 7 p.m. show. We're here to discuss this man right in front of your face named Isaiah Pacheco. And Pacheco is going to drop massive loads all over the field in 2023. Pacheco says, I will. Hold on. Let me let me read this with the pop, proper authority and, and inflection as it deserves. Smitty, Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco said he'll absolutely, quote-unquote, be ready for week one. And you have all of these double-downing Danny doubters out there that are saying, Smitty, he's going on... He's going on the PUP, I hear, Smitty. I hear he's going on the PUP. You might be hearing that with a couple players that are rehabbing and going through some 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 healing right now, doing some some rehab work, and teams are playing chess with the PUP uh, list. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. Um, and, and with this situation, this guy had a torn labrum. He had a torn labrum and a broken bone in his hand, and you didn't even know it. You doubting Donnie out there didn't even know this man was playing with a torn labrum, a torn labrum, and a broken bone in his hand. You had no clue. You had, Why did you have no clue? Because he didn't let you know. Because he didn't care. And he didn't complain. And he... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Went out there, played with a torn labrum and broken bone in his hand. And you're sitting here saying, not you, not you fine folks watching right now, but the double down Donnie that's watching right now from his, you know, from his iPad right now. From his iPad 1, sitting there screaming at me, trying to type a negative message. Stay away from Pacheco. He's an injury risk, Smitty. Stay away from him. I'd much rather have another player like Mixon. I'd rather have Isaiah Pacheco and McKinnon than Joe Mixon in 2023. Oh, did I ruffle a few feathers there? Joe Mixon dynasty owners out there? This man right here, coupled with McKinnon, and they kind of have separate roles, almost like Monty and Gibbs. Like if Pacheco went down, you really want Prince to the rookie Prince to cuff to Pacheco for that role. McKinnon's uptick in production based on a Pacheco injury can't be denied. Like that's why you want to own both of them. But this guy is the first and second down starter. Okay, first, second, and third, and I, I, and McKinnon's the first, second, and third, and. And fourth down, and fifth down, and sixth down starter as a wide receiver. Double down Donnie. Okay, so McKinnon's not getting pulled off the field. They're almost independently playable players in your lineup. McKinnon was one of the best running backs in the National Football League in stretches. Not just one game, 
Like, literally, back-to-back games in the in the middle to later part of the year. This guy, McKinnon, I th- this guy, Jarek McKinnon, and I'm, I almost called him Isaiah McKinnon because it's a, it's a combo worth owning, this Isaiah McKinnon duo. <laughs> but Jarek McKinnon, in like, I think it was like week 10 and 11 or week 9 and 8, I, I forget what week it was, but he was literally the number one, the number one running back in, in the National Football League in the in that span. The number one, I got to find out why my display keeps doing this. The number one, I, I said it, I, I fixed it. It still, it still goes goes dark after five minutes and I've set the settings. It's the display, not even the, anyway, I don't, I, you, now you know my fire is not real because it went out. <laughs> Absolutely ready for week one, this guy, Isaiah Pacheco. And uh, anyway, you might have to cuff Pacheco to Prince. McKinnon stand alone. These monsters, if you, if you took last year's, stats and you say to yourself i'm starting either pacheco or mckinnon or clyde and i know it might seem confusing to caleb to confused caleb out there oh i don't know about how to rotate these guys smitty it's very clear the chiefs are very very easy to read with who the running back will be that coming week do they have they rotated through them yeah the answer is yeah they have rotated through them that's why the cuffing is kind of needed um but at the end of the day you truly have known what running back to play each week. And if you went through the three of them, CEH in the first month of the season, Pacheco McKinnon rotating throughout, you would have had the number six or seven overall running back in fantasy football if you're even only allowed to start one of those guys each week, not multiple. And and you had 17 starting slots, you would have had a top six, top seven running back. I absolutely love Isaiah Pacheco, this is one of the hardest running running backs in the National Football League. I'm not saying he's the biggest, obviously. I'm not saying he is the strongest, obviously. But I'm saying he believes he is, and he runs like he is. And yeah, he might damage his shoulder again. He might damage his hand, his foot. He might knock his own head off going up the middle trying to get an extra yard. But you know what? I love, I love that about him, and I'm going to cuff him. So I really don't care. I'm going to cuff him. Whether it's to Prince and McKinnon if I have to. And you could say, should Smitty, did Smitty just say cuff three guys on one team? Yeah, I did, Bob. I did. And you could say whatever you want, but the cuffing is important. And it's the most potent offense or one of the most potent offenses in the National Football League. And if you got deep benches, why not do it? If you have small benches, then you might not even go down this path with that particular particular league. And you go down a different path. And in, in another league, you can go down uh, the, the Pacheco, McKinnon, cuffing situation type of path. But it really just depends on your league. I can't I can't do all the work for you. You have to deduce and figure out what league I'm going to do this strategy, what league I'm going to do that strategy. Um, so I know a lot of you are talking about uh, Addison. We'll hit that on the 7 p.m. show as well. The Addison, you know, driving 140 miles an hour in a 55 um, doing a, a rugs type situation um, could have been horrible. You know, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, speeding, he's not going to get in trouble for speeding. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. But look, that Ruggs situation landed Ruggs in prison and Ruggs will never be seen from again. And that 140 mile per hour little uh, outing that Addison had, who knows what it leads to. I doubt it leads to a whole lot of disciplinary action, if any. But if it does, you know, it's it's understandable why the team or league, especially the team, might say, you can't do this, bro. You can't do this. I mean, you could have killed somebody. And I know some people are going to say 140 miles an hour, big deal. It's in a 55. You know, that, that, is, a, that is an insane amount of speed uh, t- to put other lives at risk. So you can come in and say it's just speeding, big deal. It's not just speeding. 140 miles an hour is absolutely ludicrous. Uh, but anyways, Pacheco, get ready for week one. All you doubting Donnies out there, his shoulder concerns me. I just got through watching the chiefs Bengals game in week 13 on NFL Network while I was doing some, some you know housekeeping work in, in, the, in the fantasy football show studio here. Just doing some of the, the back-end stuff on the fantasyfootballshow.com. Getting some uh, video stuff prepped for the 7 p.m. show. Just tidying up in the fantasyfootballshow.com studio here. With the game on while I'm working. And I'm sitting there watching Isaiah Pacheco score a touchdown. Leapfrog over defenders. Just just like a monster between the tackles. Just getting every, every last square inch he can get before he gets dragged down by three and four de- defenders. Watching him play in week 13 against against the, the Cincinnati Bengals with who knows what injury he had at that point. I don't know if he broke his hand there or later. I don't know if he's playing with a, an injured shoulder at that time. You can't tell. He doesn't care. The guy's a monster. And I'm watching Isaiah Pacheco and McKinnon both just be absolutely amazingly uh, sprinkled into this, this offense. Um, damn, my fireplace again. Sprinkled into this offense at the same time. At the same time, McKinnon, Pacheco, both being utilized fully, both scoring touchdowns, being utilized all over the field together at the same time. It's absolutely mesmerizing to watch these two guys and and, and realize that I could cuff them both and probably use them both. And in best ball, promo code Smitty on Underdog Fantasy. Uh, link is in the description of this video and every video I have. I'm, I'm seeing these guys... Both fall into amazing territories that I continue to take advantage of. Pacheco in round 6-7 like clockwork. McKinnon in almost double-digit or in double-digit rounds. And I literally might have two starters that in best ball might be inserted into my lineup for me on, on multiple weeks in a row. Where McKinnon's catching passes, doing his thing, and Pacheco's doing his thing on the ground. And they're both scoring touchdowns. You know, two... To be able to cuff Isaiah Pacheco and McKinnon together, it, it, it's amazing. It's an amazing approach. I like it better than Mixon all by himself. I like it better than J.K. Dobbins all by itself. You give me Pacheco and McKinnon, 
I'll give you running back two production, maybe two different players scoring running back two in high-end flex production, or potentially getting two running back two productions all year long because McKinnon plays wide receiver slash running back, Pacheco plays running back, and they both play for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so it's potent. It's potent. It's amazing. And and here's another clip here. Uh, Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco, who missed all of the offseason uh, practice after having surgeries for shoulder and hand injuries, said he would absolutely, quote-unquote, be at full strength on September 7 for the opener against the Detroit Lions, which is a Thursday game, which is going to be a glorious day. You know I'll be live before the game. You know I'll be talking about the game like crazy. It's going to be unbelievable. Um, we'll see what happens on the 7 p.m. show in, 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 in on Thursday nights. So that might be a very short show uh, on Thursdays because we're starting at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll have to see how that plays out. Maybe I stream while the, the game's going on. I don't know. Maybe we co- become the most popular Thursday night show out there on YouTube because maybe I don't quit going live. Maybe I'm streaming the entire... Obviously, I'm not going to put the game on screen, but I mean, streaming my reaction to watching Thursday Night Football. Maybe Thursday Night Football, you know, we go straight into the 8 p.m. show and we watch the whole game together. I don't know how we're going to do Thursdays yet, but that might be what we do. That might be what we do. We'll have to play it by ear. Appreciate you all being here. Appreciate you coming in and, and, and listening to all this news. Here's this, uh, here's this Adam Schefter tweet. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I hear Vikings rookie wide receiver Jordan Addison was cited after 3 a.m. today for speeding. That was early this morning. And reckless driving in St. Paul. He was driving 140 miles per hour in a 55 according to the Minnesota State Patrol. More to come. I don't know what's going to happen. There's been a lot more negative comments and reaction to this than I thought. I thought a lot of people would say, because they're very big Addison believers, say, oh, big deal, speeding. But there are a lot of people, like even in the chat here, saying take away his license. This is ridiculous. You know, look at Ruggs. This is Ruggs 2.0. You know, I I don't think, look, everyone makes a mistake. I'm not saying the guy should, you know, lose his opportunity. And that's ridiculous. But, you know, People need to stop taking advantage of the leniency that's afforded to NFL players and, and really NFL and pro athletes all around where you can go out and do this. And and we just watch, watch Ruggs throw away not only his career and life, but end the life of another individual when he decided to do what Jordan Addison did in some context. Uh, no disrespect non-believer in Isaiah Pacheco. Joel, no problem at all. I'm not even going to send you on a lap. Instead, I'm going to send you on your way to go tell more people, Joel. Go tell as many people as you can. Um, We're not always going to agree, Joel, but you got to keep in mind something of what I'm telling you, Joel. I'm telling you to go get this man and Jarek McKinnon together. Now, you could get Jarek McKinnon all by himself, standalone, but I'm telling you, Joel, the the Pacheco-McKinnon duo will serve you as a running back two, a high-end running back two, and it could be a win-a-league potential strategy, which is why I have Isaiah Pacheco McKinnon on the moon man list 
and have had him on there for quite some time. The Moon Men dropping loads in outer space. Look at Joel. By the way, if anybody didn't know, Space Monsters. If anybody didn't know, we've added Chigaconquo to the Moon Men list. But we've got Isaiah Pacheco and Cuffs. And I say Cuffs because this, this could include the rookie Prince. And it just depends on if your league can afford, you know, if you can afford to, to roster three guys from one team. But Pacheco and McKinnon are absolute Moon Men extraordinaires. And they deserve to be on the Moon Man list. What is going on with this ad? Every single time we get an ad here, let's go ahead and take this away. This stupid fireplace. Um, let's open the phone lines for a little bit. We're going to be back for this for the 7 p.m. show. If you guys didn't know, we're moving the 7 p.m. show to 8 p.m. Eastern. We go live for sometimes between one and a half. It's almost a guaranteed one and a half hour show. But we go live for an hour and a half to four or five hours. We've gone five hours before on this on the 7 p.m. show. So if anybody's really upset about the 7 p.m. Um, show changing to 8 p.m., I mean, we, we're live so long that I, I don't think you should be too upset about it. Uh, but most people have loved it. Most people are like, look, you know, I'm West Coast, Smitty, and you go, you go live at 4 p.m. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm in Arizona, so I, I fluctuate between, even though Arizona does not change times, we fluctuate inside different time zones. And so um, you'll see me, you know, go live at 4 p.m. my time. And it's an awkward time to go live. I did it for Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, but really 8 p.m. and 5 p.m. So 5 p.m. my time right now, Mountain Standard, 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern is really beautiful. Like, and it's going to be a good move. I had to do it because of my schedule and, you know, family related things, school for kids. And there's so much I, I've got to, I got to change it for that. Um, got kid, my kid doing sports now. I had to move it to, to 5 p.m. my time. Now it turns 6 p.m. my time in October, but it remains 8 p.m. Eastern. I think the easiest thing for me to describe my show time is Eastern time. Cause everybody kind of knows how to change their time zone based on, Eastern, so it makes the most sense to describe it that way and base it that way. So, no matter what happens with any of your time zones, the show, the main show, the 7 p.m. show moves to 8 p.m. Eastern and it will remain 8 p.m. Eastern no matter what time zones change and you change around it. Um, so that just know that. Uh, Ron Navy's live on the phone. Ron, what is going on, my guy? Hey, hey maybe what's up? Oh, not much. Yeah, I don't think alcohol involved in Addison's case. It doesn't make it right, but Makes you know, he probably went out bought a brand new sports car because he just got signed and, and you know, kids, he's still a kid. They're all kids coming into this level and you know, when you're young, you do stupid things sometimes. So hopefully he's able to learn from this. He's lucky he didn't kill himself or anybody else. But if he wants to go 140 miles an hour, you know, there are tracks that you can go to to you can you know pay to do that kind of stuff so there you go yeah scott scott you yeah, know i agree i agree there's no since there's no that we know of right now no alcohol involved i think we would have heard if there was they would um, have arrested him on the spot yeah if there was alcohol yeah and they didn't so, arrest so pro- probably not uh probably not the biggest deal but it does it does show some immaturity and lack of judgment but like you said he's a, he's a kid when i was 
19, 20, 21 years old, I'm sure I was doing things like that, even when I was put in, in a position where I knew better. So, like, we got to cut him some slack. But at the same time, the, you know, this gotta this got to be a message. You know, just like Ridley, um, you know, and just like uh, uh, now J- Jameson Williams, you just hope that these, these, you know, young kids, and they are, really, they're still kids, they're young adults in some ways, need to, yeah. like, learn from the other players' mistakes that are made very public. And the fact that this guy went out and went 140, like, that is, a that is, that's crazy. Like, I understand, like, 100, you go, you go 100 on the freeway, like, I mean, who hasn't done that one, you know, Scared Scott wouldn't do that, but who hasn't done that one time in their life? But 140 miles an hour is, like, you hit somebody, you're both dead. Like, that is just ridiculously stupid. And so, you know, he does deserve some sort of slap on the wrist and and potentially, you know, team-mandated, you know, I don't know, fine or, or, or you know, not suspension from gameplay, but like, hey, you know, you're you're going to be doing this or you're going to, you know, they, they, they need to make an example of somebody that goes out there and goes 140 miles an hour when Ruggs literally killed somebody and his career and everything has been thrown down the drain. It's different going 100 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour. Everyone's done that at some point. But 140 miles an hour, I don't know very many people that are watching the show right now that's car, their cars could even get to 140 miles an hour. You know, so I don't think very many people watching have ever gone 140 miles an hour on normal streets where you're having to pass other cars. Even at 3 a.m., you're having to pass other cars and make quick decisions. It's just, it, that's just stupid. It's just plain stupid. And Scott coming in with the even more ridiculous than that comment, this is probably one of the, the silliest comments I've seen in probably the last couple weeks. Um, Scott, you should be ashamed of yourself for this one right here. What is this? Scott Claffick, sorry. If you start Pacheco other than as a bye week or injury replacement, your team sucks. Yeah, okay, Scott. Um, okay, Scott. Somebody do... there saying that Cousins, <laughs> he couldn't even get his minivan up to 80, so yeah. there's no worry with Cousins. Yeah, cu- Cousins ain't going, you know, especially with, you know, the, the family in there, the family truckster. Cu- cousins ain't getting the family truckster. Or the uh, the Winnebago to to go you know more than 55, 60 miles an hour you're good there, um, you know J- Joe Burrow wouldn't have done this. First of all, Joe Burrow has a driver. Okay, he probably has a driver everywhere he goes. Even in the golf cart, somebody's driving Joe Burrow around. What in the hell is Addison even thinking here? What is Scott thinking here though? You start Pacheco other than a bye week or injury replacement, your team sucks. Get out of here, Scott. This is the this is one of the most ridiculous comments you've ever dropped in this show. You're lucky you're not on the phone line right now, or you would be you would be uh, kicked off the line immediately. Unbelievable. Scared Scott's petrified of everything. I'd rather have Pacheco and McKinnon cuffed together over your J.K. Dobbins. Oh, are you? If, if Scott were on the line right now, I could hear his voice go up eight octaves, and he'd say, "Are you kidding me, Smitty? Did you just say you'd rather have Pacheco?" And McKinnon over, over J.K. Dobbins, Smitty. <laughs> you sound like Mickey Mouse right now. I know. Well, that's what Scott sounds like. Uh, Paul <laughs> Wolfer, we got a couple super chats. Let me get these out of the way real quick. And, and Scott, you're you're more than welcome to call in for a few seconds before I hang up on you over something ridiculous like that. Brees <laughs> in orbit, uh, bro. Ron, I don't know if you heard. Brees Hall ran 23 miles per hour today. <laughs> so yeah. 
The 7 p.m. show is going to kick off with a little Brees Hall action. I'm going to save some of that for the show. I don't want to talk about it too much here because I don't want to beat a dead horse from show to show. Uh, but what what an uh, amazing thing to hear today after coming off of the the you know all the doubt and people getting all upset about him going on the pup. I had people in my comments on YouTube that clearly don't watch the shows. They just comment, <laughs> and the guys like, "See, told you." Like, and I, I commented, "What do you mean? What, what do you mean?" He's like. In the Brees Hall video, Brees Hall, is there panic or time to buy? Of course, if you watch yesterday's show, I said, what in the hell are you guys thinking that this is panic time? PUP, active PUP list is like playing chess for these teams with uh, rosters and taking a look at, at players a little longer and getting yourself a little extra time. You're buying borrowed time with other players by, by using the PUP list when you can. And it's like, you know, Brees is working out doing certain rehab stuff. He's on the active PUP out there catching passes from his quarterbacks on the practice field, nothing changes. Like people need to understand what the active PUP means, and 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 people coming in and in my comments there'd be like a uh, you know a, a, a Bob or a Caleb in there saying or a, a petrified Peter saying Smitty, this guy said Smitty told you, and I and I said that's told, all right. Told discount. me we'll be able to get a discount while everybody yeah. can it. I said I said Caleb told me what. And he goes, I told you not to draft Brees Hall. And I said, what do you mean you told me? Like, you, the way he prefaced the comment, told you. Like, did you even watch the video? Because you're acting like there's something behind you that you're standing in front of that, that relates to my show. Like, hey, see? Told you. Told me what? That he's on the active PUP? That he ran 23 miles per hour today in practice? Get out of here. Get out. Take a lap. Every single one of you Brees Hall Doubters, I'm taking away your Bijan card for doubting uh, Brees Hall. And I'm going to create a Bijan, uh, Brees Hall card. Your Bijan card has been revoked. But we'll get to that later today. I, I don't want to go into something that I'm going to rant on for an hour at the 7 p.m. show. So real quickly, Paul with the Super Chat said, I might not even go I might not even go on the PUP because that's how good my rehab is going. And I'm damn sure going to play week one. J.K. Dobbins says, Paul. J.K. Dobbins, twenty twenty two. Oh, you're trying. You're trying to. Okay, he he's trying to say that. Um, so what Paul's trying to say is that basically players are always overly optimistic. I think is what Paul's trying to say. This is twenty twenty two. J.K. Dobbins talking about. I'm gonna damn near play week one. I might not even go on the pup. Um, that's okay, uh, Paul. Keep in mind, Paul and Paul. I love you, pal, and thank you for the super chat. So I'm not gonna. I'm not going at you. I appreciate your your perspective because this is a good angle to talk about. But Brees Hall has been way ahead of schedule the entire offseason. JK had a massively disastrous, like such an intensive ACL recovery process. He literally tore like everything. There was there was quad damage as well, um, or hamstring and quad damage, I think, in, in J.K. Dobbins' case. It was a brutal injury, bro. Brutal injury. And and J and Javante's got a similar, like more complicated recovery, and so I I buy what Javante says a lot less, especially Sean Payton. And Sean Payton telegraphed that he will not be telling us the truth. He told us that in the last press conference where he said, "I don't think he's, we're we're expecting him for week one. Hope we don't have to put him on the pup." And I'm not going to tell you the truth. <laughs> we got all three of those in his last press conference. So J.K. We got to tread lightly because of the knowledge we have, Paul. 
on ACL tears. Those uh, oblivious Oscars that come into my comments and say, Smitty, you always want to avoid a running back coming off a disastrous injury the next year. That's a very blanket way to look at it. And you could do that. And in general, generally speaking, you might avoid a lot of disaster with that blanket mentality. I'm not saying that that's not necessarily an approach you can take. But if you want to get more refined with the injury predictive process, you will want to look at everything case by case to, to sort through the weeds and say, J.K. Dobbins, your boy said stay away, okay? He was a disaster his first year back. Saquon Barkley, I said don't go near him because I was sorting through the weeds. The situation looked awful. Hey, go ahead, the Patrick, mute yourself if you wouldn't mind. Your, your mouth breathing, breathing. I don't know if you're doing laundry, what's going on, but mute yourself real quick. Um, then, then, you know, you get to a Brees Hall situation and all of a sudden, it looks very different. J.K. looks very Barkley and... I'm, I'm sorry. Javante looks very J.K. and Barkley-like. Brees Hall looks very Adrian Peterson-like. And while you say, oh, Smitty, you can't say that. I can say whatever I want. And, and number two, you can. It doesn't mean he's going up 2,000 yards like AP did. But Brees Hall is very much more on the side of the fence of where... You expect a, a, a tremendous first year back from an ACL tear because they're not all the same. Uh, uh, I would say the majority, the two major factors for a quick year one bounce back ACL, I'd say the three main factors for a successful bounce back ACL recovery process coming out of year one or heading into year one of the, of, of the, the injury is readiness. That's number one. That's probably about 70% of it. Readiness. Do they look ready? Are they ready? Have they been cutting? Are they running? Or are they waiting until the last second to come out and cut like Barkley did? Barkley literally cut for the first time hardcore in his shorts weeks before week one. Like it was it was just absolutely ridiculous that people were taking him number five overall. So readiness on top of how young the player is, and Brees Hall's as young as you could get tearing an ACL while you're in the NFL because he tore early on in the season or mid, mid midway through the season. And and so you have the the readiness, you have the youthfulness, and you also have the situation which is opened up, being able to catch passes, take it all over the place. Uh, uh you have a quarterback coming in that that made you know, made Aaron Ro Aaron Jones an absolute PPR monster. You got Sauce Gardner um, in the defense, putting this team in good field position. And why does that matter, Smitty, with the ACL recovery? Because it gives Brees Hall a, a chance to get 10 carries and get you one or two touchdowns in that said game. Like, if, if this team didn't have the quarterback play like they have now to support the good field position, if Brees Hall got 10 carries way back at the 20 and he's got to go 80 yards, and he gets 10 carries, guess what? He's got to break a big, long touchdown runoff, or his 10 carries won't get him squat. But in weeks 1, 2, 3, let's say Brees Hall gets 10, 12, 13 carries, and then in week 4, 5, he starts getting the 15. He starts getting the big workload. He could get 10 carries in week 1, and because of the defense, Sauce Gardner and the boys putting this, this offense on the 20, 30-yard line on the other side of the field, then Brees Hall could get 10 carries for 55 yards and a touchdown. And then his week one's actually really good considering. So that, 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 we're going to get into Brees Hall later. I did not want to get into Brees Hall on the show because we're doing that at, at 7 p.m. So let me move on on that. But good point, Paul, and I appreciate it. But I, I think it's I could shoot that that argument down 100,000 times out of 100,000. Addison got his 
his Lambo to keep us, uh, let's see, Addison got his Lambo to keep up with Brees Hall, who's running tw 23 miles per hour. Thank you, Eric, for the, the super chat. Thank you, Paul, for the super chat. Overcome says Gibbs over Sanders, Dobbins, and Pierce. Uh, absolutely, bro. Like, it's not even close. Gibbs is a third round pick right now that's deserving of top 15 overall value. If push comes to shove, make sure you do not force the issue on that. I, I hesitate to even say that every time because I don't want Speedy to come in here and start drafting freaking Gibbs at 15 overall because I say he's going to get there. He's going to get to the 15 to 24 overall range. Whether he climbs to 20 or climbs to 21 or up to 15 depends on how many highlight reels we've got in the offseason of this guy. If Gibbs catches in his shorts in a scrimmage against another team, if he catches a 55-yard touchdown pass in a scrimmage, Gibbs will be at the bottom of round two before you can get back to your computer or your iPad or your cell phone to enter a best ball underdog fantasy promo code Smitty draft, which we'll be drafting tonight. So please hit that link in the description of this video and every video or use promo code Smitty. Uh, you know, one catch, one touchdown catch in a scrimmage where he jukes somebody, their jock strap falls out of their shorts, falls on the ground, and this guy takes it to the house. Gibbs climbs to the second round almost immediately. That's how that's how fickle uh, people are, and they're waiting for it. They don't see it now like we do, and so we've got to sit back and take advantage of it. But Gibbs, Sanders, Dobbins, Pierce, they're not even close to Gibbs. N none of those guys are even near him in terms of upside. Eric says, Isaiah, Isaiah McKinnon, next stop to the moon. Yeah, uh, uh, I, Isaiah... McKinnon is what we're calling the duo moving forward, I guess, to save words is what I said earlier. I, I, I messed up in trying to say Isaiah Pacheco. I called him Isaiah McKinnon, and it's just, it makes sense. It makes sense. You want the duo, save your words, uh, overcome, Brees in orbit. Appreciate all of your super chats, guys, and let's get on over to Scared Scott real quickly, who's, I think he's on the phone still. Let me see. Scared Scott. Scared Scott. Uh, um, uh, what? I, yeah, I'm sorry. Pacheco's great when you have a bye week. It's a great fill-in guy. You know, uh, an entry for a couple of games, sure. sure. But the problem is, you know, here's a guy that doesn't score touchdowns. He's, what, had five last year? Had, what, one game over 15 carries? Nope, absolutely zero in the reception. Less than one a game. And it's just... Where's the upside? He's not going to get – He has. he's the kind of guy – for him to be startable, he has to get 20 touches a game by not catching the ball. It's 20 rushes. It's just he's not going to get that kind of work. I don't. Th I, I don't think. I don't. I, I don't think you paid attention. I don't think you paid attention, Scott. I don't think you paid attention in school. No, no. Listen, listen, Scott. Scott, you, we've let we've let you high pitch. We've let you high pitch your tone and your take. But Scott, I'm here to tell you, you weren't paying attention. You didn't pay attention in school, and you aren't paying attention to what have you done for me lately, okay? Pacheco wasn't used all year as the starter, Scott. How are you judging a man that had CEH starting the first month? He had McKinnon producing top running back numbers for multiple weeks. He was back-to-back -back McKinnon, the best running back in football. I want to say like around 9, 10, 11, 12. Two straight weeks in a row, he, I, uh, uh, McKinnon was the number one running back in the National Football League. Okay, 
So Pacheco wasn't being used on the ground. Listen, Scott, pay attention. He wasn't being used on the ground getting double-digit attempts or even over like two or three attempts at all. Let me screenshot his game log for you because I don't think you're paying attention. Okay? I'm Here, looking he, at it right now. You're, yeah, you're not, you're not looking at it, Scott, because if you're looking at it, you'd understand what I'm talking about. I, I don't think you're, you're paying attention. All right, here you go. Ready? Here is the, uh, let me drag it on my screen. Here's his game log. Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, here it is right here. Isaiah Pacheco was not utilized other than 11 carries in week number four until week number 10, where he's getting 16, 15, 22, 14, 13. This is kind of, I think we're McKinnon. I think it was week 13 and 14 where McKinnon had those monster games. Uh, Scott, listen, Scott, listen for a second. 14, 13, went back to 15, 14, and then in weeks 17 and 18, that's when McKinnon was used like an intense amount, and he was one of the best running backs in football at the end of the season, just like he was during two back-to-back weeks during the middle to later part of the season. But Pacheco had four touchdowns in that, that time frame. He also, if you look at his receiving... During the, the the fantasy playoffs, where I've got it right here at the top of the screen, or during the NFL playoffs, guy had 95 yards running, okay? He had 76 yards in the Super Bowl on the ground with a touchdown, and in the conference championship game, had seven targets, five catches, 59 yards, absolute monster. So, like, you can't, you can't come in and judge the man on a, an entire season when he was used in spots and kind of gaining momentum as a rookie to become their future every down starter between the tackles. He most certainly finished the season out, earning the job between the tackles. Is McKinnon going away? No. As I said, Scott. Finish him. Call terminated. I I can't even speak, so he's gone for now. You're in timeout for two minutes while I finish my point. Um, You got to give a guy like Pacheco time before you start judging him as an every down back in the NFL and looking at his game log between weeks one and weeks number nine. That that is not a fair assessment when you look at, oh, he didn't do this. He barely did this. He barely did that. Look at the yards per carry. Straight from week 10 down, 5.13, uh, 3.14. But he had the touchdown in that game, and it was against uh, it was against the Rams. The 66 yards and a touchdown, 70 yards, 4.7, 5.3, 5.3, 4.14. The guy's averaging an amazing yards per carry when he's getting volume. And and you can you can say that you don't want to go down the road, Scott, if you want. You can definitely say that. You what? Plus he was playing injured at the end. Yeah, and if you want to say you don't want to go down that road, that's one thing. But to come in here and say he's if you're starting Pacheco. At anything but a, a bye week or injury fill-in, your team sucks. You aren't paying attention to fantasy football, period. You're basically telling everybody, I have no idea what I'm doing. Because if you can't tell me that he's a good flex option, at least, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. You could say it's risky. You could say, hey, I'd rather actually go wide receiver in that sixth round because I love Dotson. Smitty, you've been talking about Dotson. I'll slap you right on the rear end and say, go get him, boy. Go get Dotson, my man. And then draft McKinnon anyway. I'm okay with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you run your mouth, Scott, about Pacheco not being good enough to even play on your team, you don't even know what you're saying. Um, 
Let's go to the the Patrick real quick, and then Ron, if you want to interrupt the Patrick at any point, just go ahead and do it because I love when you guys fight. Uh, the Patrick, you're live. Uh, what's going on, Smitty? Yeah, what's up? I just got a short hit on the Pacheco, and then I actually wanted to bring uh, uh, a new take to the table. But as far as Pacheco, uh, last year in my drafts, I went very very strong zero wide receiver where uh, in, in my league we have two running backs and then two flex options so uh, and two wide receivers. I had uh, Diggs, Jefferson, A.J. Brown, and Christian Kirk. And so I was hurting on the running back. And I was able to get Pacheco during his hot streak. And he was averaging 10 to 13 points per game and then had a couple monsters. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big component of Pacheco, especially now going into the season – he is the RB one. We know that. We know so, it. We know it. It's a fact. But 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 to the point of McKinnon drafting, McKinnon is like a wide receiver on the KC Chief roster. So you got to look at McKinnon like the inverse of Debo. He's a running back. He's in the running back position, but he's playing wide receiver. And and they use McKinnon near the goal line. Anytime they're inside the the five yard line, they're gonna run Pacheco if they're running. But if they have McKinnon in there. And let's say they, they they throw a deep pass and Kelsey catches it on the five yard line and they're in hurry up. They won't take out McKinnon. They'll run literally a draw play to McKinnon, or they'll throw the football to him in the flat and he'll he'll walk into the end zone. They have zero qualms about drafting or drafting about using McKinnon inside the five yard line. So I want people to completely understand what I'm saying here. McKinnon standalone is an elite flex option in 2023. Now he's he's 31 oh, yeah, they years. They love their Swiss Army knife. Yeah, he he is he is no, like just like Gibbs has no relation or relevance to Monty. Like Monty and Gibbs have nothing to do with each other. Just like Kincaid and Dawson Knox have nothing to do with each other. McKinnon and Pacheco Standalone are two entirely different players with entirely different roles and entirely different usages, and they can be on the field at the same time. And it's such a potent offense, similar to what we talked about uh, yesterday with uh, Kincaid getting, no matter how young Kincaid is, how inexperienced he is, uh, no matter how much Dawson Knox could still be relevant or Gabe Davis actually surprise us, there's so much touchdown production and, and and production in general to just throw out to everybody and literally you can't catch in, enough of the touchdowns like the Kincaid will be like I can't throw a bunch of touchdowns sprinkle them all, all over Kincaid can catch seven eight nine even if he has a bad year and so the same thing with McKinnon it doesn't matter if Pacheco's balling out between the tackles McKinnon is in a different role and I just watched the week 13 game where Pacheco was getting established. What did he do in week 13 against the Bengals? He had 65 yards and a touchdown. So he was still he was still doing very, very well. But I was watching McKinnon have an amazing game as well, scoring a touchdown, just completely utilizing both. And because Casey's on the field a lot, the offense is constantly on the field. And because the offense has so much production and opportunities to throw out there, it's ridiculous to, to to think that you can't draft McKinnon standalone and maybe even win a league with it without that okay. without that implying that Pacheco is going to fail. They could both thrive, and they're almost they almost have nothing to do with each other to the point where the cuff doesn't even make sense in terms of like if Pacheco goes down, Prince is the guy you really want cuffed to him. That's why I say that it's almost like the reason I say cuff Pacheco and McKinnon is because. 
A, in most leagues, you have small benches, so you can't, you know, you can't really cuff the three of them. In big leagues, you can, and I will, and I don't care if people think that's a ridiculous approach in fantasy football. If I'm drafting three players from one roster to cover one position, but I also have McKinnon capable of being an independent flex play, I have no problem with it at all. If Pacheco goes down, Prince comes in and becomes Pacheco. But the reason I say the cuff's important is because if Pacheco did go down, McKinnon's usage would go up in the running game and he's going to be utilized in the past. So he would just be like even better than he, than he is. So it's a, it's a creative cuff, but at the same time, Prince might be the actual like guy that comes in to replace Pacheco's first and second down, you know, work. Um, but yeah, uh, go, go, go ahead. Uh, the Patrick, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're all good. Uh, definitely understand and agree with, uh, why you pair McKinnon or McKinnon's standalone value. And the only other thing I got, um, I got that was uh, kind of off subject from Pacheco. It's not exactly a bold take, but uh, it got me into thinking of players. Like I drafted Christian Watson, uh, Christian Watson last year, and I didn't have the patience for him. This year's Christian Watson that I love, that I even love more than your Tank Dell pick. And uh, you had one on Charlie Jones, too, I believe, for Cincy. I like Jonathan Mingo. I think this year, Jonathan Mingo, if you have patience with him, let him ride it out on your bench until he starts showing up around week seven, week eight. I really love Jonathan Mingo. Hey, hey, hold on. Hang tight. I got a $20 holler from Isaac, and I got a couple super chats. I mean, we got this for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you've seen this before, the Patrick, but... M-I-N-G-O, and Mingo was his name all. We, we haven't played that in a while, and I, and, I, and I admit that because we haven't heard a lot of buzz, it's kind of been deflating the excitement on Mingo, but we, we certainly shouldn't, you know, look away. And, and I've been not drafting him as much because of that. Like, that, that kind of stuff influences even, you know, people that do what I do, and, you know, I'm supposed to be as unbiased as possible, right? But I'm admitting as a human being, when you don't hear a lot of hype, you don't hear a lot of buzz and you're super high on a guy, you can tend to like back off a little because I have drafted a lot of Mingo early on in fantasy football, like big board drafts in January, February, March. And then because we haven't heard anything, you just kind of like lay back a little bit. But the moment we start hearing really, really good things, Mingo hype's going to kick in again. And and he's definitely deserving. Uh, uh, Joel, I see your super chat right now. Hang tight. Let me hit this button here. Alert. Super chat alert. Isaac, appreciate you. Uh, Scott ain't being fair. Eric Bienemy uh, misused Pacheco all season. He would have... Uh, uh, let's see here. He would do dumb things like bench Pacheco for two quarters after a fumble and let CEH get goal line get goal line TD after Pacheco got him down there. Pacheco without Bienemy's to the moon. Um, Isaac, good point. I don't know. We kind of don't know how much of a decision maker he was and in bringing players on and off the field, it seems like he did have more say than than maybe we originally thought. And then other times we feel like Andy Reid's, you know, really, really the decision maker across the board. But I do think Bienemy had some say like that. And so it's possible that, that we do see Pacheco get overutilized now. And and you, you just want to cuff him. And if you can cuff him to Prince as well, and it makes sense for your big roster, like in best ball, I'm drafting all three of them right now. I'm drafting Pacheco, McKinnon, and Prince. And I don't care what anybody says. I really don't because I'm going to be guaranteed, you know, and 
unless CEH comes in, and, and in some cases, I'm, don't tell anybody because people are going to laugh at it, but I've drafted all four. <laughs> like, I, I just want the guaranteed starter in KC. I, I do, and I think it's going to be in best ball formats, give you number six, number seven, easily overall running back production like it did last year. If you dissect it, reverse engineer it, you will have the number six or five or seven, depending on your scoring. You'll have a top 10 running back. If you had all of the KC running back pieces last year, top six, like that's crazy. Uh, Mr. Downtown said, which two should I keep? JJ, Amon Ra, Kelsey, Brees Hall. Uh, obviously, JJ. I mean, you, that, you should be asking which one should I keep. Um, so of the other guys, honestly, I mean, a lot depends on on how well you think you're going to accumulate other options for this time next year, because that should make you say to yourself, even though this is a keeper format and letting Amon Ra and Brees go, maybe hamper my 2024 decision. Maybe you're so good. You know, if if there's no round limitations, you're going to draft somebody else that's going to be worthy of keeping as much as Amon Ra and Brees Hall. Maybe you redraft Brees Hall and you get, you can keep Brees Hall next year anyway. If there's no round implication here, I'm keeping Kelsey and I'm keeping JJ because those are first round picks in 2023 thinking and in a, in a limited keeper league, I don't know that keeping Kelsey is going to hurt you one single bit with your 2024 decision because you're going to be able to keep JJ again and you're going to be able to probably keep Brees Hall or whoever you draft third or fourth on your roster. So the easy answer, Mr. Downtown, is JJ and Kelsey and you walk into your 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 first pick of this draft with the best team by far over anybody for 2023 without any sort of uh, limitation for your future. Uh, thank you, Joel. Joel says, I respect your work ethic. You the GOAT of fantasy football. Read my comment below, please. Let me go find this comment that he also posted here. Bailey, appreciate your super chat. Bailey said, um, comment below. Where is that? Smitty, I respect your work ethic. Uh, here we go. Here's your other comment. Okay. Uh, appreciate you. So if you had to pick out of Kenneth Walker or Alave, who do you pick? I had Tyreek Hill, Diggs, and Josh Allen, number one, two, and three. Number four, okay, this is your fourth player. I mean, you kind of got to go, you kind of got to go with Alave, but the problem is you don't have another RB, you don't have an RB yet. So you have Tyreek Hill, Diggs, Josh Allen, and now it's time to pick a running back. The only reason I would say, and I'm not I'm not locked into this, Joel, it depends on if, I don't know if you want to call in, it depends on how likely Walker is to fall to your next pick. Because my concern here is that Alave's a second round player, Walker's a fourth or fifth round player. It's quite, he, you could quite arguably get both of them by taking Alave and then getting Walker to fall, but you most certainly will not get both of them if you go Walker here and you try and get Alave next. Alave belongs in round two when you're getting him in the fourth round. So value-wise, you're crushing it by getting Alave. But, you know, I, I guess I need to know some more details to be certain. But I've gotten Walker in the fifth round like like clockwork lately. It's crazy. Walker's falling so far. And I don't know if the Barkley news will, will change that, but I know the Derrick Henry news, I know the Mixon news has all helped assist Walker in getting shoved down into the top of round five. What were you saying, Ron? I said it really depends on how many running backs are are still on the board ahead of Walker. And 
I mean, you know, if, if, if the, because we know pretty much after Walker, it drops off significantly. Yeah. So knowing that he, what his first players are, he's already got the wide receivers. If all the running backs are off ahead of Walker, I'd take Walker. But if there's still like two or three on there, then yeah, a lot, take Alave, a lot depends. Walker. A lot depends on, on what's yeah. going on. So, And in the Scott Fishbowl, for example, I took Walker over Alave, but that's because it was very running back heavy. It was .25 per rushing attempt. And and the and you can start. I end up. I said five. You end up starting six run, running backs if you want. You can start six running backs in the Scott Fish Bowl. So I went. I went Fields, running back, running back, running back. I went Fields, Barkley, which I wouldn't change. I mean, I might. I might change only because I think he would fall to my third round pick, um, given all this news and in, in, in doubt. But you know, I don't. I don't regret the decision in terms of I got. Fields, Barkley, Gibbs, and Walker with my first four picks in the Scott Fishbowl. I still got Christian Watson. I still got Debo Samuel. I still got Kamara. I still got George Pickens. I still got Jordan Love. And and that Scott Fishbowl team, which I actually have right here, is actually a, a really, really, really awesome team, if you ask me, in this format. Uh, to walk away with Fields, Barkley, Gibbs, Walker, and a running back heavy. You could start six running backs if you want. You only have to start two of them. But because you can start six of them, it's it's uh, phenomenal. Hey, uh, I gotta go here because we got the plumber here. We got the ki- the kitchen sink is is on the fritz. Um, so I gotta. Oh, actually, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. I don't have to go yet. This is the this is the groceries being delivered. But this this looks a little odd. This looks like one of those those like you know those those uh, uh, scam. Ziggy, show me the front door. One of those like, hey, open up. Open up and let us. Uh, <laughs> hold on, let's watch. Let's watch. Make make sure Miss Smitty's safe. Uh, I might have to flip the the camera around. What are they doing? What are these people doing? They're holding our groceries. Miss Smitty orders, you know, groceries and gets them delivered. Ever since we had the two, you know, we had the two year old. She can't take the two year old to the to the grocery store. It's a mess. So she has the delivery come. Usually they put them on the front step and they walk away. But right now they're like holding all of our groceries. We have this lady holding this soda bottle. She's in this loose tank top. And she's got the soda like right in the front of her, holding it, hugging it, bear hugging it, right where you. I don't know what's going on here. Your boy Smitty's a little bit of a germaphobe too. And I got the, I got this lady, I got this lady looking like she's she's in a in a mumu, and she's holding my soda bottles right here in her very low cut uh, uh, mumu, and, and I'm sitting there thinking how how am I going to sanitize the top of these Coke bottles now. And, and, and I wish I could show you, but I don't want to be unfair to the people delivering the food. Appreciate their hard work. Let's get let's give all the service people in the world a, a round of applause. I didn't have that ready. Okay, I thought that was the plumber. The plumber's on the way to fix, fix the kitchen sink issue that we got. Um, where was I at? Where was I at, Ron? You were in your studio. No, I know. Where where was I at with the news? Oh, you you were uh, where were you at? I don't know. Let's go over to the Patrick. You're you're live, the Patrick. What what else you got? I'm just uh, I'm now like uh, trying to make a whole bunch of uh, like cakes that nobody else has yet. Um, I really like uh some of the late round blunders and that people aren't really even talking about. I really like that rookie wide receiver for the Browns, Cedric Tillman. I think 
ultimately we're going to end up getting rid of DPJ, uh, Donaldson Peoples Jones, and it's going to be Elijah Moore is going to be like our Swiss utility knife, and I really like Cedric Tillman's vegetables, the same reason why I like Mingo. And then I think the other one I like is uh, with Cincinnati, I'm not drafting Higgins at all. I don't think they want to play Higgins. Didn't Tyler Boyd just re-sign to stay with Cincinnati? They're not going to be able to play him. I think Higgins falls off big time this year. I think Tyler Boyd's numbers might actually go up a little bit, and any rookies that they have coming. I don't know. I don't know that Higgins is going to drop off as much as he could get hurt, and then he doesn't look as valuable or worth retaining because Higgins is going to want like top five wide receiver money, and so like I said earlier, uh, Ron Ron jumped out. Ron Dawback, if you, I'm going to probably kick off here in in a minute and then come back, but. because I got the 7 p.m. show approaching, and I don't want to go too far into into that hour. Um, but but I would say I would say this: I would say that that Charlie Jones has a real nice opportunity, and they drafted this Charlie Jones character to come in and be an absolute uh, potential gem in the making. In a situation yeah. where I think they're they're willing and open to seeing what life would be like without T. Higgins, because they don't want to pay Joe Burrow the biggest contract in the history of the NFL, and then come in and, and pay T. Higgins like a top five wide receiver. Now, if Higgins goes out and gets hurt, if Higgins comes out and and doesn't drop a top 10 wide receiver season, he's going to have very little argument to be paid like a top five wide receiver. So yeah. his, his 2023 I, could, could, you know, could really shape what contract is offered by the Bengals, and maybe they're able to get both deals done. But if T. Higgins comes out and balls – uh, then, then I would probably say I would probably say this. I'd probably say that they will offer, you know, they they will potentially want to keep him, but he's going to go explore free agency. If they don't franchise tag him, right, right, but, that's but, the only way. I I I get into debates with people all the time where I sometimes look at things like politically when it comes to people's contracts coming up and how they might want to move in different direction. And you can't tell me that you don't see sometimes like. When they're moving on, like I could see, I could very much see the Bengals, like you said, getting ready to live life or see what life looks like without T. Higgins. I could see Higgins' number not being called as much or not factored into game plans as much. That way, that way it's easier. It's, you know, for instance, if he comes out and balls this year because they don't change their offense at all, they know they can't offer him the money unless they tag him. Now he goes somewhere else and balls with somebody. Now the fan base, because all of our Ohio team fan bases suck and turn against yeah. our team every chance we get. Let, let me just show. I let me sh- let me just show this stat real uh, quick. Charlie Jones, number one in in the nation, number one in the nation in receptions last year in college football, 110, uh, one reception ahead of Nathaniel Dell. Um, and uh, he was number two in the nation in yardage with 13 six. 1361 he was number five in the nation in touchdowns with 12 and so you know real important stat to look at when you look at charlie jones before you judge him and say charlie jones ain't no t higgins no one's saying that what i'm trying to map out for people is that we're we're a hundred percent we're a hundred percent hundred percent aware that that higgins is going to want to get a top five, top six, top seven wide receiver salary. 
And if he can justify asking for that, he's gone. You know, that, that, that's kind of that's kind of where, where we're at. Could they franchise tag him and trade him? They could. Could they franchise tag him? They could. Um, but he's 100% either gone or, or franchise tagged, I guess you would say. If they, Absolutely. If, they, if they have to pay him top five wide receiver numbers, if he goes out and gets hurt, if he goes out and doesn't have quite the, the, as big a season, then they'll be able to retain him and then they won't have to go down the road of maybe you know figuring out life without T. Higgins. But So everything depends on how he plays, you know what I mean? But, but Charlie Jones is good enough based on his college production and based on what I see with, with with my eyeball test, that he could become the team's number two player, you know, number two wide receiver, yeah, pass catcher. Tyler, He's kind of like Tyler a, Boyd in the slot too. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Boyd. I don't think Tyler Boyd takes over. So your prediction was that T Higgins falls off and Tyler Boyd takes over. I'm not saying that T Higgins falls off, but if T Higgins gets hurt, I think Charlie Jones makes a statement. I think Charlie Jones makes a statement. I think Charlie Jones 100. percent you know, looks like a, a boss heading into 2024 if that happens. Now, again, understand that that's one, like, level of what we're talking about, one angle. Again, T. Higgins could just yeah. get franchise tagged. And they're like, look, we're going to we're gonna keep him on the one-year, you know, deal, and we're going to franchise tag him. We'll try to work out a deal with him. T. Higgins is going to hold out. He's going to be all upset. You know, they're going to do him kind of like they did Josh Jacobs in, LA, or in Las Vegas, but T. Higgins' franchise tag amounts can be much higher than the running back franchise tag. <laughs> so he, yeah. he should be plenty happy with it. But he will be mad he can't go out and get a big, fat contract. But, you know, if he doesn't play ball well, if he gets injured, they may not franchise tag him. And if Charlie Jones steps I in did, when he that, gets hurt, if Charlie Jones goes nuts when he gets hurt or if he gets hurt, that's a whole different, like, angle of it. So I know a lot of people are going to hear this and go, Charlie Jones ain't taking T. Higgins' spot, Smitty, you're, out of, you're off your rocker. You're not listening no, to what I'm what saying. saying There's different things that play out for different outcomes. And, and so Charlie Jones is a really, really good play. Hey, hang tight real quick. I'm going to I'm gonna circle around the phone line real quick, and, I, and then I'm going to jump off and come back at 7 p.m. for the Brees Hall show. Brees Hall running 23 mile per, miles per hour today. Denny. Or Ron, go ahead, Ron, and then we'll go to Denny. Ron, go. Yeah. Patrick, I disagree with the fact that I don't think the Bengals are really going to scheme to use Higgins less. To to I don't think because yeah, they're, they're trying to get back to the Super Bowl. They're trying to get back to the Super Bowl, and they're not going to do that. I, I really be don't injury. believe that they're going to intentionally scheme against using Higgins. Um, it, would, it would just be injury. That's all I got. Yeah, it would just be injury. Like Higgins is definitely always kind of banged up. So if he gets hurt, guess what? Charlie Jones season might be upon us and then if they dabble in that and he does great and Higgins doesn't have as big of a year as we'd hope because he's injury uh, plagued all year or whatever then Charlie Jones is this new potential option they explored it worked out well and now they have they have options you know to, to trade sign and trade uh, or franchise tag and trade uh, so anyway, Blackbeard says uh, 54 likes. These are rookie numbers. Um, 111 of you in here. Denny, I'm, I'm jumping right now. So Denny, welcome to the show. Appreciate you. Denny is my man. Denny, what can we do for you? What, what do you think about Pacheco, Denny? I like Pacheco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's got to be in that offense. Oh, by the way, hi, Ronnie Squid. Hi, Smitty. Hey. I miss Smitty. Meatloaf. Um... Meatloaf. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> Get, get that get that pl- get that meatloaf 
I can't. I'm going to get in trouble. Get that. We get two. Yeah, he wants it. No. Oh, Pacheco? I'll, hey, I'll can, hey, can we talk about, can we talk about something real quick? Can we talk about something real quick? And then I got I to gotta go. I got to go so I can be back at 7 p.m. We're, we're, in, Ve- right, we're in Vegas, Ron. And, and Denny literally just walks straight up to one of the servers and says, are, are, you, Miss, are you Miss Smitty? And she looked at him and she's like, what? This is in Vegas. This is walking around the the uh, the stadium swim pool side. And uh, one of the waitresses was getting somebody drinks. He just walked straight up there. He goes, are you, are you Miss Mitty? And I'm live on the show and I'm like, what is he, what's he doing? And, and, and she's like, what are you yeah, talking I, about? Are you Miss Mitty? And she's like, no. And, and, and he looks at me. He looks at her. And I'm, I'm live. I'm looking at my audience and I'm like, what are you doing, Denny? And so she's like, no, 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 no. And I was like, I'm very, very sorry. And she walked off. And Denny walks up to me. He goes, hey, hey, Smitty. He, none of these, none of these, no one down here has anything on Miss Smitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what were you doing? Nothing. What was going through your mind, Denny? I just want to know. What was up? I just, I just was like, what, you know, we just having a good time. And I was like, oh, that must be Miss Smitty. She's like the prettiest girl at the pool. But you know what? She came back and she whispered in my ear and she said, I wish. But that, that no, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Denny, Denny, I, yeah, Denny, Denny, I appreciate you. Yeah, they, they, they don't. None of them have. None of them have a thing on Miss Mitty. Let me just tell you that Miss Mitty is the best thing, the best thing ever invented by the man upstairs is Miss Mitty. Um, okay, uh, totally agree. Ron, twenty dollar holler. Alert! Super chat alert. Okay, I gotta go, Denny. Denny, final thoughts, real quick. I gotta no, go. No. I'm coming Stay back, in. dude. I just made the bunk beds. Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm in the bunk Don't worry. All right, Don't all worry. Right. Twenty minutes or forty minutes, I'll be back, Denny. Forty minutes, I'll be back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Uh, uh, later, Danny. Ron Navy, final thoughts, and then I'm come back. Coming back in like forty minutes. Nope, uh, I'm good. Give you a little bit of that pick of money. Atta boy. We'll, we'll drop, uh, maybe we'll drop uh, 20 of this on something tonight. We'll, we'll do a pick them using this. Yeah, there you go. All right, Ron, I'll see you, All right. I'll see you tonight, or I'll see you in a few minutes. Later. All right, later. All right, guys, we'll be we'll be back here very, very shortly. 40 minutes, we're going live for the 7 p.m. show, which will eventually be moving, um, moving to, uh, to 8 p.m. Okay, the show will be moving to 8 p.m. Uh, I'll leave you with this outro so you can kind of see that. And I think the plumber's here. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. 8 p.m. So this 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 show will uh, showtime will change to eight p.m. Uh, Ziggy, show me the front door. This show will change to eight p.m. Eastern. You guys know we go live for at least an hour and a half to four hours, depending on the super chats and what we got going on. Ziggy, show me the front door, please. Um, I will see you all in about forty minutes, and uh, appreciate every single one of you. Where's this plumber? Where is this plumber? We've got we've got a problem in the kitchen. Uh, the the entire front line 
of the kitchen, the the, the piping systems all this you know I, I got one of those historical homes and so we got to redo Ziggy off. We got to redo. I think probably have to have someone like rip the wall out and redo this this uh, this plumbing. Uh, anybody knows a, a plumber in Arizona? You know maybe we'll send this guy packing once he gets here. If I got somebody who can come in and do a better job for for Mister Smitty. Uh, I'll see you all tonight. Pacheco to the moon. Don't listen to a single doubter that says he might go into PUP, Smitty. Look at Pacheco. I'll be absolutely ready for week one. And he's out there looking like a machine in practice. He was. He's already out there in Brees Hall. We're talking about at 7 p.m. Soon to be the 8 p.m. show. Uh, Brees Hall coming up next. Appreciate you all. Go out and get Joseph Cigar smoking burrowed. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Hit that thumb up button on the way out the door, please. Appreciate you. Thank you, Blackbeard. See you later, buddy boy. Did I, did I get all my super chats out of the way? I think I did. Ron Navy dropping one. I, Isaac dropping that $20 haul. Holler, both Ron Navy and Isaac appreciate you both. Mr. Downtown, I, I got to yours. Joel, I think I took care of you rather well. Eric, Paul, overcome. Eric, overcome. Peace out. See you. See you in like, I don't know, 20, 30, 35 minutes.